what is going on, everybody? Got a little more, a little bit more pep in my step. Uh, it is the Over Six Sports Podcast, and I'm Zach the Bennett Burke, and with me, as always, is the Turf King that you know and love. It's Cameron Charlton. What is going on, buddy? Just ready to have another good week. Nine and six last week. Let's keep this going. Non-disclosed last week. It was. We're not even going to talk about it. It's gone. Oh, it's out of my mind. I don't even want to talk about it. I, I'm. I'm just hype. Really excited uh, to get the, for this uh, for this Sunday week. We got some big games. It is going to be a tough week of pick uh, picks with a lot of games that I'm not really sure where they're going to go. Uh, with how this year's gone, it could go either way. It sounds like a 500 week, but I'm going to see if we can uh, push it past that. Before we get into the picks, before the show, we were talking about the Bears and Matt Nagy. Now we are recording this before the Bears play. So we don't really know what's going to happen necessarily. So this could come back to necess- to haunt us. But there was reports saying that Matt Nagy was going to be fired after the, the Bears-Lions game on Thanksgiving. And now reports are coming out and saying that was not true. Now, I was not skeptical, but I did think it was odd that he would be fired after the game regardless of the result. Because why would you... That's like you telling a company... So that's like a company telling you that, you know, they're going to fire you. And then you have to go into like let's say sport check or Rogers or freaking Taco Bell and you have to work there the next week. Like after they tell you they're going to fire you, like your effort is going to be zero. And more often than not, you're going to say, fuck you and do things that you're not supposed to do. So that was weird, but I guess they're not firing him. I mean, he should be fired probably. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have been allowed back this season, but especially everything going on with Justin Fields and just an entire mess. I, but you've got to this point, like if you want to fire him after the game and you should have done it like Sunday after their game, not now, like it doesn't make any sense. And don't say you're going to premeditate it before the game, no matter what happens. Cause like, what if perhaps the bears win by 30 points, you're going to then fire him. No, like you can't do that. But if they, they lose, lose by, by 20, 20 probably. Yeah. yeah. But that's where you can't premeditate it. And it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if Matt Nagy carrying at 0%, is it, any worse than Matt Nagy carrying at 100%? Eh, I don't really know. So, but yeah, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, I guess we'll find out come probably by Monday. I, I would assume so. Um, I, I mean, the other thing that I don't really understand, like, I don't want to drag this on forever, but the only thing I, I don't really understand is like, if you're a dumpster fire team, why, why would you fire a coach mid season anyway? Like you don't really have, you don't have a chance at playoffs. You don't like, is, is it just showing the players that, you know, we're committed to being a, a, a winning culture and Matt Nagy was not meeting the winning culture of the Chicago bears. Like you can't pitch that to me. Just do it after the season. There's six weeks left. Two things is to get the players to be like, no, this isn't the coach for you guys. We understand like, it's pretty obvious. The team doesn't trust in Matt Nagy. The other point here is if like, you think your OC could be the head coach, he now gets a bunch of weeks to actually, get a chance to be the head coach and see if things work out well. So if there's somebody internally that you think could be the interim head coach and maybe be the head coach next year, then I think it could make a lot of sense for a team who's not doing good, but I don't really know. So it's an audition is what you're saying. Yeah. Like if you have somebody internally who you think could be a good spot for an audition, I think then it makes a ton of sense. If not, I don't really understand it other than just backing your team and being like, this guy's not good enough. Next it's on you guys. Like this team isn't succeeding. So we're blaming the head coach right now. 
now it's on you guys. Hopefully you guys can succeed for the end of the year. If not, maybe some of you guys are gone. So I think it kind of moves down the ladder and you can get more from your players too. So I do see how it makes sense in a couple different ways. No, you bring up some good points. I I mean, I think that's a great point. Um, My only counter argument to that would have been like, okay, like if this team is as bad, like, like, like what happens if you bring in your, your, your other, whatever your interim head coach and it's an audition quote unquote, and it's just the team that sucks. Like if it's just the team that sucks, you, you make moves, but like, I don't think that like, do you honestly think that the bears ownership is looking at this team and be like, you know what? We really have all the pieces that we need to make the playoffs. It's really just Matt Nagy. That's holding us back. There's no way that that's what they're thinking. I mean, this team has a lot of really good pieces. You look around this team. you got a question mark at quarterback. But other than that, this team has some really good defensive pieces. they got a couple of really good receivers that haven't been utilized this year. they got a really good running back. Like, You could look at this team and really you couldn't see them fighting, especially this year, for a playoff spot. I think they should be, to be honest, looking at their roster up and down. Did they make the playoffs last year? I think they did. Yeah, I think they had the one of the wild card games. They got dusted honest. in their first game, but whatever. Like, yeah. But again, could they not be a team who could step up from that? So yeah, I think it's a disappointing year for them, and I think it would be disappointing for the owners and the general manager. So I think Matt Nagy's got to be the first stone to flip. It just seems odd that you say it before a game, and I guess we'll find out come next week. We're gonna find out. Are you ready to get into our picks? I am ready. Well, let's get into it then. It's the Over 6 NFL Picks, week number 12. Uh, less games this Sunday because of the three on Thanksgiving, but uh, they're all going to be tough ones, so we're, we're definitely going to have to be sharps this week. We're going to have to really dig in, go with the gut, and try not to be 3-12. and 12. So without further ado, Cam, let's get into our, uh, let's get into our first game at the 1 p.m. slate on Sunday. Yeah, moving into the first game, and we're going to have issues with these first two games because, again, I told you not to back bad teams. The first game, we have Atlanta heading to Jacksonville. Atlanta favored by two points. <laughs> they're both bad teams. Like, they're both actually bad teams. What do you want me so to we do? Have to have back... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like the guy panicking, the panic button where the guy's sweating, like he doesn't know what button to hit, and they're both bad. That's this game. <laughs> That meme that goes around. That's this game and possibly the next game. Red or yellow wire. Which one do I cut? Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And this is, the again, like this is where I'm looking. And, like, what's the line at? It's Atlanta's favored by two. So, Falcons are favored by two. And I'm like, man, I took the Jags last week to cover. Could this Atlanta team be favored on the road anywhere? You could have just stopped at favored at all. But especially on the road, like we're seriously favoring these guys on the road. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I this is playing. I'll tell you what, this is playing perfectly into my Jacksonville above the Texans uh, for the season thing. Although we're gonna, we're gonna get to that game. Um, I mean, Jacksonville, their only two wins of the year have come at home. That's it. So I, I mean. Four and six against the both teams are sort of. They won a game in London. Well, I mean, they were the home team. <laughs> so okay, fine. One and one and whatever. They're two they're one and four and one and four then. They're they're split. They're one game on the road, one game at home. 
against the spread, the both teams are four and six, so there's not a lot you can grab from that. Uh, I would just look at this and say, okay, you know, betting knowledge, you probably should take the team at two. Uh, but uh, as I said last week, I'm, I'm going to keep riding this train because I think I think eventually it's going to be right. Um, maybe this is a big Kyle Pitts game, but you know, Cordell Patterson is he going to be back this week? I don't know, but uh, but perhaps this is a nice, a little bit of a nice spot for the Jags. Um, where they can just expose the Falcons for the fraudulent team that they are. They're that this this wild card chasing Falcons team. Expose them for what they are. And maybe they'll back to recover. I don't know. Like that's what Jackson likes to do. But I don't see a scenario where I can honestly say that this Falcons defense is even that much better than Jacksonville. And I know for all certainty their defense is not. Give me Jacksonville plus two. Now I'm going to go on Atlanta this game. Sounds like Patterson will be back, which is big for this offense. Should open things up more for Pitts. And I just can't back Urban Meyer. I don't care where in the world it is. I can't back Urban Meyer ever. Two points for Atlanta. Atlanta's going to win this game. Um, by the way, if you look at the standings, like you want to dive into, into some standings, uh, the Falcons are bad they're four and six and they are one game back of a wild card spot currently one the second wild card spot is the minnesota vikings tied with the new orleans saints tied with the san francisco 49ers at five and five all three of those teams are much better than the Falcons. this is true this is true this is why i'm saying that they're a fraudulent team and I, th- I think the Falcons should more be looking at Jacksonville in the standings than they should be at those wild card teams. Woof. That is, that is, that is good. I like that. I, I either way, if I, if either of us are wrong, like, I mean, one of us is going to be wrong here, but like, this is one of those games where I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. I'm not going to like, if the Atlanta blows the doors off them and wins by seven, oh. <laughs> if they blow the doors off them and win by seven, where it's like a 13 to six game, uh, I, I'm fine with the pick. Moving along to the next game, we have the New York Jets heading to Houston. Houston favored by two and a half. You're kidding me. I get to take Tyrod favored at home off a win. Two and a half points against these Jets. Easy. Zach Wilson Tyrod Jets. Taylor. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor's going to win this game. We actually saw the Jets look better with Mike White. They looked better with Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson back. This Texans D has actually been pesky. People are so picking up Texans the Texans D and fantasy. Two and a half. Yeah. The Texans are going to win this game. This one. Yeah. This this might be lockable. Ooh. Houston Texans Ooh. might be lockable. I mean, it does support. But the Texans, <laughs> Texans are winning this game. It does support your thesis from the start of the year. I mean, that's the thing, right? Sometimes you make picks based on what you said at the start. Um, I look at this as hilarious that fantasy teams with the playoffs coming up, like people are picking up the Texans because that's how bad they think Zach Wilson is. I'm on the same side on this one. Texans at home, Tyrods look good. The Jets are bad, and I think Miami's a better team than the Texans. You could argue that the Jets kept it close in quotations, which they really didn't, uh, in my opinion, at least. I didn't think they did. Um, you know, the Texans are five and five against the spread, and the Jets are two and eight. Uh, betting line says take Houston at two and a half. That's what I'm going to do. Houston plus two and a half. I like it. Moving along. We have Tennessee Titans. The number one seed in the AFC is up for grabs in this game. Heading to new England. 
New England favored by six and a half. I hate to do it, but I'm on New England here. Uh, the Tennessee Titans don't have much on offense. A.J. Brown might might not play. Who knows what's happening with him? What does New England do best? They shut down your best option. When you only have one option now, pretty easy to stop that. Patriots are going to expose Ryan Tannehill, and they're going to find a way to move the ball. This Tennessee defense has been good, but I think they're just going to find a way to be able to run it with their dual running back threats here. Mac Jones is going to get the job done. I'm going to go back to the Titans well. Maybe this is going to come back to bite me again where you're saying, oh my gosh, how are you fading the Patriots? Um, The reason I'm going to fade the Patriots is because you have a team coming off a big dub the week before, playing a Titans team that is top of the AFC, but I don't think the Patriots are necessarily worried about them, especially when you have the Bills on deck next week, which is the game of the year for the Patriots at this point. It really is. Like, this is the one that if they beat the Bills, they essentially have this, they they might have this division locked up. I hate to say it, but if they beat the Bills next week, the division is theirs to lose. I don't think that's a stretch. So I do see a situation here where it is a look-ahead spot for for the Patriots. Um, I can see it both ways. But again, a touchdown. Tennessee's defense, again, has been competent. Offensively, they haven't been amazing. Um... But I can see this being a low-scoring affair uh, where maybe Tennessee backdoor covers here and uh, and New England kind of, again, starts looking ahead later in the game. Um, give me Tennessee plus the points. Yeah, I see it. Tennessee looking ahead to the bye. That actually has been a pretty good spot this year. Teams looking ahead to the bye. And I think just Bill Belichick, in my opinion, will keep this team from looking ahead. He'll get the job done. Moving along, we have the Philadelphia Eagles heading to the New York Giants. Philly favored by three and a half. That doesn't seem to be enough, does it, is it? I think Philly's semi-fraudulent, but the Giants aren't very good. I think the Giants' offense will be interesting here, but I don't know if a week's enough to get this offense back to where it should be. They also have Freddie Kitchens now, who uh, was not a good head coach. We don't like Freddie Kitchens. Maybe he's still a good coordinator. I mean, he can't be any worse than Jason Garrett, but uh, unfortunately I have to back the Philadelphia Eagles here. I've just seen enough from them that they're going to get the job done here. It's tough too, because I also, I mean, I said Eagles are going to be five and 12. It's not looking very good. Um, And here's the thing is the divisions not out of reach for them. And they have the jets next week. So there's no look ahead spot. This isn't a letdown spot because these are both teams that you need to like, these are like, you have the giants, the jets, the football team, the giants, the uh, football team, and then Dallas to finish up the year. So like, this has got to be a spot where like, if you're Philly, you're like, okay, the next, then you, so you have the buy in between after, uh, sorry, three weeks from now, but this is a spot where you say, okay, the next six weeks, we can win all five of them. We're a 10 win team. And ten wins might be enough to win the division, so you're gonna you're gonna this win against New Orleans last week might be the start for them. I could be completely wrong. Sean Green might be completely right, saying that they're gonna they have a chance at the division. Uh, give me the Eagles uh, covering. Yep, moving right along, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Cincy. Cincy favored by four and a half. These lines are scary as fuck because what do they know that we don't? What do they know that we don't? This line doesn't scare me that much. I mean, I don't think Cincy should be favored by four and a half, especially in this division. This division, teams just play close games. 
It doesn't matter what it is, who is facing each other, what year. It seems like these games are always close. Pittsburgh's D is getting healthier this week. It sounds like they may have everyone back. Minka Fitzpatrick will be back off the COVID list. So do I like Pittsburgh's D keeping this to a three-point game or a field goal game? If I liked it against the Chargers, I got to like it against the Bengals. So I'm all over Pittsburgh here. Big Ben is not putting up 37 points again. No, I don't even think they're going to get to 20. I don't even think they're going to get the 20 points. So, do I think it could be a 24-20 game or close to that? 24-17? Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at like Mixon's been an absolute beast, Jamar Chase has been a beast. Um yeah, the defense has been okay except for, you know, they gave up 41 against the Chargers. Again, they were missing Hayden Watt and Fitzpatrick. Those are your three best defenders. Yeah. All three maybe sound like they'll be back this game. Yeah, but the but Those are three of the best defenders in the NFL. They may be back this game, but they may not be. No. I don't I don't want to get caught. Fitzpatrick is back. Okay. Fitzpatrick is okay, back. Okay, so one, so how much does that move it? Right? Like are you only giving up 38 against the Chargers, which their offense has not been that good in the last 5 weeks, and the Bengals offense in my opinion is better? I I don't I, I just don't see it. I, if you have all three guys back, okay, maybe maybe the line makes sense. Other than that, I'm going to hop back on the Bengals train. Minus four and a half. Give me the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like Pittsburgh here. I like them last You've liked the Pittsburgh all just... year, though. Like, this has been your tout. Like, you tout Pittsburgh, like, all year. I just, I just yeah. think you have more faith in their defense over other yeah. people's offenses when their offense is awful. Yeah, their offense isn't very good, but it just put up thirty plus. So it's, it's getting that is that is it. They got playmakers on this offense. That's an they anomaly. To get the ball out. That's an anomaly. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. This is ridic- ridiculous. They are not going to score it above thirty the rest of the year. They want to score above twenty eight the rest of the year. Probably not. Did you watch them to like the last like all year on offense? They're terrible. The Bengals defense is not that bad. So like even if it was like bang- sixteen, or sorry, even if it was like seventeen to nine, they like the Bengals still cover. The Bengals gave up forty-one to the Browns. Well, thirty-one to the thirty-one to the Jets. I don't think not. I don't think. Well, that's true. The Jets one was not good. I don't think Najee Harris is gonna go like bananas on this defense though. Anyway, to sum it up, we're on yeah, opposite. I, we're we're on opposite sides on this one. I, I don't like we can we can pound it to the ground. We're just not gonna agree. That's fine. Moving along, Tampa Bay heading to Indy. Tampa Bay favored by three points here. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> how do you not, with what Jonathan Taylor is doing in the league this year? How do you not take Indy to cover? Because Indy's secondary is bad. Tom Brady doesn't mind checking it down. And they have one of the best run defenses in the league. So Jonathan Taylor's not going to do what he did last which week. You said, which, which you said they got exposed in the run defense the week before. Or not, not against the Giants. The week before that, they were not good. Um, yeah, they got exposed once this year. But they're still yeah. a top run defense. So, to me, Tampa Bay is going to find a way. They need to win these games if they want to buy week in the playoffs. If they they still have a chance at that first overall in the NFC because it's a mess. So, Tampa Bay here, I'm going to take them to cover and to win. Well, yeah, and I mean, 
AD needs the game, but I, I, I mean, they're pretty well. They should AD's be secondary is not good either. Though. No, and I mean, this is the thing: is like it's really, really difficult to fade Tampa Bay, even though they gave up a brutal loss two weeks ago. Um, I'm just gonna keep it simple, stupid. Give me, give me Tampa minus the points. It's right on that betting line too, which is really annoying. Moving along to the last 1 p.m. slate, we have the Carolina Panthers heading down to Miami. Miami three in a row. Panthers look like a little bit of a different team under Cam Newton coming off a loss in the Ron Rivera revenge game. I, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say this now. Yep. Cam Newton is going to be exposed for the fraud that he is against this Miami defense. Because I like, look at, if you look at everything, like let's look at fantasy, for example, first of all, Carolina's favored. After they haven't been that good the past couple of weeks. They've been okay, but haven't been that good. Cam Newton has has not been a starter for years, and all of a sudden he's just this god that deserves all like I just don't see it. The guy he still can't throw the ball. Miami's run defense is not that bad. And I, I mean I just look at this and I think, okay, like people are everybody's fading this Dolphins team. Everybody's like, yeah, okay, Dolphins. Like, look at, like I said, fantasy, the Dolphins are getting dropped left, right, and center. He's like, oh, Cam Newton this, Cam Newton that. I'm like, Cam Newton's about to get his shit blown up. Like, they're the highest blitzing team in the league. Like, they're going to they're just going to run it on him, and he can't throw the ball. So what? He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not just going to roll out and just, like, have you seen his runs? It's not like he's, like, like he's not nimble. He's not quick. No, he runs through people. What did he do against Miami last year? As a starter, he was a starter in the NFL last year in the division. First game against Miami last year, he ran for 75 yards and two touchdowns we're against this Miami We're defense, prepared. Who was a top defense. Did you year. see what happened to Lamar Jackson last week or the week before? It's different. You can How is it different? You contain Lamar. If you can contain Lamar, you can stop him. Ken Newton runs through people. That's the difference. Well, then just tackle They're the bitch at the knees. I, I don't see it. They're a completely different runner. Give me give me give Miami me. plus two. Give me Miami plus no, two. I, I just I just do not see that. Like this this Cam Newton is not all of a sudden the quarterback that he was ten years ago, eight years ago. It's just, it's just not it's just not true. He's just no, not. But he's running the same way he always has. Last year he was running really well. Still, he still can't throw the ball. He never really has been a great thrower. But he's always been a great runner and not the same style that Lamar is. I'm not backing them. I'm really scared of Christian McCaffrey this game because I think he can expose Miami pretty good. You saw what exposed Miami last week, and it was Elijah Moore and the speed and the quick passes on those blitzes. So if Cam Newton can get it off to McCaffrey, McCaffrey can expose his D quite well. But again, I'm going to take Miami here. I think these are similar teams. So the home team, two-point dogs, I'm going to take Miami here as well. But... I don't like the cam hate. I'm not all about the cam hate as much as you are. I'm not and even about me, the I cam also... hate. I'm just I'm not about the cam hype. That's the difference. I'm not hating. I just don't agree with the hype. This I'm back bullshit. I'm back. Yeah, well guess what else is back? Miami's defense. Suck on that, Cam. Newton. Miami's defense is not that good against the run, so not suck on that cam. Charlton. Suck on that cam. Newton. Moving along to the 4 p.m. games, we have the Los Angeles Chargers heading to Denver. Chargers favored by two and a half points. I don't, I, I don't really like this game at all. No, this is this is an easy one. Chargers, <laughs> okay. fade the Chargers at home, take the Chargers on the road. 
Denver, okay. I think they had a they had a big game coming off the Von Miller trade. I don't think I think they're just going to go downward spiral the rest of the year. They need a new quarterback there. I know they're signing all these receivers, but they need a new quarterback. Teddy hasn't been Teddy this year. Teddy's great at covering on the road. This is a home game. So Chargers two and a half here all day long. Chargers are three and one on the road as well. Um, so I mean, outright win, yeah. Like they just they they've been pretty they've been pretty good. Um, I mean, yeah, this Broncos defense. I mean, like there's been multiple times this year that I've remembered saying, "Oh, their defense is really good." And what about the elevation? And then they get smacked. Like, and so. I mean, if the Chargers defense, or sorry, if the Chargers offense can put up 41 against the Steelers, who you tout as one of the best in the league, then they should be able to take advantage of the Broncos as well. And you're on the two and a half betting line. Give me the Chargers. Yep. Moving along to the next one, you have the Minnesota Vikings heading to San Fran. San Fran favored by three here. I think this is the wrong line. I think Vikings should probably be favored by. Two and a half, I think. Maybe the maybe the Niners hype is too high. Maybe Kirk Cousins looked good last week. Yeah, to me this is not Kirk in a prime time. It's the four p.m. slate, not prime time. Mm -hmm. What does Minnesota do every game? They keep it close. This is to a field goal, keeping it close. Plus three Minnesota, easy. Minnesota Vikings plus three and. Green Bay's defense has actually not been that bad the second half of this year. Like, they were not great the first Green, couple weeks, but... Green Bay's defense this year has been one of the best in the league like, overall. Yeah, and the Vikings went in there and absolutely exposed them. Now, Kirk Cousins had some pretty sus throws and got lucky a couple of times. 6-4 uh, against the spread. On the road, they're 2-3, and three, but the Niners are only 1-4 and four at home. And, again, you're right in, the, you're right in that middle... But I can't deny that Minnesota plus three is is not juicy. I like it. Give me the Vikings plus the points. Moving along to the last 4 p.m. game, we have the L.A. Rams heading to Green Bay. L.A. favored by one point here. Ooh. Um, man, L.A.'s defense has just looked bad, eh? Even with Von Miller last game, they just did not look good. They're like the 20th ranked yeah. in fantasy right now, eh? I picked them up early this yeah. year because I thought they were going to be lights out, and they just have not lived up to expectations. I mean, I don't judge defenses on what happens in fantasy because to me that's irrelevant. Like it's so random. It, I mean, randomized. not really because it's based it... on games. No, it's based on game script and stuff. Sometimes defenses can just be good because they get way up, and you play like if you play the Jets twice in the year, you're going to have a good defense. Yeah, but it also takes into consideration and... too, like like turnovers and other things no, like I know. that. Right? And that's where. That's where you're going to get way more turnovers if you play the worst teams. So to me, that's like the Rams playing the toughest division in the league. What's the you? line again? One point, LA Rams. Oof. It's it's a pick 'em. To me, like this is the Rams coming off a bye. Stafford knows how he hasn't been good enough. I Odell's going to be more in the game plan now. They've had time to process Woods not being there. Cooper Cup still Cooper Cup. Uh, I don't trust, like, we're going to get Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey's actually played Adams quite well over the careers. So, to me, this is just Sean McVay. I know the buys haven't been good, but Stafford, McVay, Cup, Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald figuring things out. I'm all over the Rams here. I think they're going to cover this spot, and they're going to get a big win. Rams 4-1 and on the road. Packers are 4-0 and at home. 
Um, the Packers are nine and two sneakily against the spread this year. Nine and two. However, and, and by the way, teams coming off a of bye have not been good, as we've discussed. Yeah. They've not been good. But we did see what the Vikings did to the Packers last weekend. And you could argue, okay, well, this is a spot where Green Bay, like Aaron the foot Rodgers, which, by the way, I don't know if you saw that press conference, but he, like, whipped his foot out and shoved it in front of the camera. Like, this guy is the weirdest. We just, yeah, just get rid of Aaron Rodgers doing press conferences. The weirdest like, dude just, right now. Like, I don't know what this, dark path he's gone down, but it's weird. This issue he has with uh, his toe is worse than t- turf toe, which has ended careers before. So Why'd you whip out your this toe? Is, because it's worse than turf toe. Nobody can fucking see careers. that. No, because he's Aaron Rodgers. So, anyways, I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers anymore. So no, you don't want to talk about his toes. Anyway. <laughs> no, I just don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, against all wisdom, I, I give me give me the Rams because if the Vikings can expose – I think Stafford is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Uh, with the weapons that the Rams have and their defense – is much better than the Vikings defense. I think that this is a great spot for them, even if they win by a field goal because the game could be close. Um, you know, the Rams, I think, have been they're seven and three. Is it disappointing? You could maybe argue that I had them really high this year, uh, but they need to get right spot. Give me the Rams minus the one point. Moving into the Sunday night football game, we have the Cleveland Browns heading to Baltimore. Baltimore favored by three and a half here. Woof. This kind of defeats. I like this division always staying close. Every game of this division, as we said with the Cincy Pittsburgh game, stays close. But how can I back this Browns team right now? Lamar's back. He's going to play this week from all indications. He's not even questionable anymore. He's going to be in. I, I can't back this Cleveland Browns team. I'd actually almost feel better backing them if Case Keenum's in. Hunt and Chubb are both going to be in, but I can't do it. So Baltimore minus three and a half. I don't like the three and a half, but. I can't back Cleveland this week. You would think that this would be a great spot for Cleveland where they haven't covered in the last couple of weeks and you know, they need they need to get the get the train back on the tracks. But lastly, do you know what Cleveland's schedule is the next three weeks? No. They play Baltimore. Okay. In Baltimore. Yeah. Then they have a bye. Then they play Baltimore at home. Oh right. Okay. So Baltimore, so play Baltimore, Baltimore after the bye is a lock of all locks. They're at home again. So the, I, to me, I still think they're going to split one. I think these teams are that close. Home and so home, you think? Here, yeah, home and home here. Give Cleveland the bye. Get let guys get a little healthier. Hunt will be back to 100% speed. Maybe Baker will get a little healthier. I don't know. He's got so many injuries going on. But this week, I got to be all over the Ravens. It goes against conventional conventional betting wisdom too, because it's minus three and a half. However. Kareem Hunt's going to get eased in this week if he plays because they do have the bye. So, yeah, I, I could see this being a spot for the Browns where they're like, oh, we're not quite super healthy. Baker is not super healthy. And we got the bye coming up. We need some rest. And the Ravens are like, all right, well, the AFC title is still within grasp. Let's go out and absolutely rip them. Give me the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half. Moving along to the last game of the week, the Monday night football game. We have Seattle heading to the Washington football team. Washington football team favored by one. Oh, man. Like I said, Washington came off the big win against the Bucs. Mm-hmm. You thought it was going to be a letdown spot. Yep. But the Ron Rivera revenge game overtook that letdown spot. That was a huge game, him against Carolina, him against Cam Newton. This week, 
has to be the letdown. But do we really want to back Russ? This is the thing. After what we've seen. Like, Seattle last in the division, 3-7. and seven. Washington's 4 and I thought Washington was going to be – I mean, they haven't been good, but they're winning some good football games. Let's go back to the well. It's, a, it's one point? Yeah. Okay. Washington's favored by one. All right. Give me Seattle plus the point because – I didn't think I thought last week was the bounce back rust week. Maybe I was a little bit early. This week's the the bounce back rust week. Even if he wants off this team as a competitor, as Mr. Unlimited, as the chef, he's not going to put up that piss poor of a performance two weeks in a row. I just don't see it happening. Seattle's going to win this game outright. If I'm going to back Tyrod Taylor off a bad game, off his injury, I'm going to back Russ for multiple weeks. If he doesn't show up this game, he might be in the doghouse. I might not back him again, but I'm believing in Russ for one more week. Slam in the locker. He's, he, he's too good. He's too good. He's got Lockett and Metcalf. He's too good of a quarterback to have three horrible weeks in a row. I'm all over Seattle here, plus the point. So are we double locking the Sunday or the Sunday slates? Monday slates slash? Sunday, Monday, we are the same on both. So are we... We're picking two locks. We have a lock on the Thursday and then two locks for the weekend. Yep. Oof. We have three total locks. Heck, for Christmas, we might as well just do four. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so who picked first last week? Was it you or was it me? I have no idea. I think it was me because I think I went Dolphins and you piggybacked and went Dolphins. Yeah, sounds right. That means you're up. Who am I piggybacking, Gam? No, you're probably not going to piggyback this first one because I'm going to go with the Steelers plus four and a half. So I don't think you're going to piggyback that no, one. No, so I'm not going like to. I'm not. Here. I'm not touching that. For all the reasons I said, this is going to be a field goal game. The Steelers' D is good when healthy. No matter what you say, they've been good for me this year. I've made money on them. I've had good bets on them. So we're going to keep it up this week. Okay, so my first lock is going to be the Houston Texans minus two and a half. Give me the dumpster fire game. Well, one of the three dumpster fire games of the week. Um, Zach Wilson, bad. The Jets, bad. The Texans, bad, but not as bad. And winning by a field goal seems very doable. Could be a massive Brandon Cooks game. Could be another big Tyrod Taylor game. And, uh, yeah, David Johnson could have a big game. Rex Burkhead could have a big game. We're going to find out. Does this make you nervous about losing the bet? Well, no, because the Jags are also going to win, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, Texans, uh, Texas minus two and a half. That's, that's my first one. Uh, and then my second one, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles minus three and a half over, over the Giants. I love this game because, again, friends of the show, Sean and Ryan, SGP, they're going to be at each other's throats this weekend. Can't wait for their recap show to tear each other apart no matter which way this goes. Uh, but I just I, I think that this Eagles team as bad as I thought they were going to be, um, they've definitely showed some signs. And for me, the Giants have just not been good enough. You're coming off the firing of your um, of your offensive coordinator, and Kitchens is not good. Eagles minus three and a half is my second lock for the Sunday. I'm going back to the well with my third or second lock of the Sunday, third lock of the week, the Miami Dolphins plus two. They've won three in a row. They're looking like a much better team. Defense, offense with Tua, much better. 
and I think they can get to eight and nine. Optimistically, I think they can get to eight to nine this year. So they need to win this game to keep it on track, to keep it going. So Miami plus two. I kind of wish that you would have picked Carolina this game and then locked them because then I would feel very comfortable about Miami winning. That's true. I was hoping that. I actually feel worse now because, I mean, you kind of hedged happiness here. Well, not really. Actually, you, du- you, du- you doubled down. You doubled down. You could have hedged happiness, but you didn't. So I respect that. I mean, it's double disappointment. But, uh, hey, I mean, friend of the show, our buddy Nate, loves this. Uh, lo- lo- loves Carolina. He's going to be watching this weekend. It's going to be very contentious. So, I mean, I don't feel like I can get worse. It'd be, it'd be tough. It, it, like, it would be very... If I went 0-15 or 13, I would be pretty choked. The podcast just might be over. We, well, There's no point in running well, a no. podcast. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's true. <laughs> if you, I mean, let, let me ask, is this a good week to take my picks then? Is this a bounce-back spot for the Bandit? It's got to be a bounce-back spot. You're sitting close to 50% on the year still. It's a little under now. Things didn't go so well. So... If you had that bad of a week last week, it's got to bounce back towards the mean this week, right? Like, are we looking like a 10 and 5 week? What about a 15 and 0 week? No. What if I parlayed all of my spread picks into one just for fun and I went 15 no. and 0? Because you went Bengals. So it's not going to happen. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Anything else that you want to get to before we sign it off for this week? No, I'm just looking forward to a great stretch of football here. Three games Thursday. I know after when you, by the time you listen to this, those are games that have already passed. Then we got a ton of Sunday football and Monday night football. So I'm excited. Well, make sure you listen to our recap show uh, early Thursday morning if you can. Get our picks for Thursday. Get our locks for Thursday in. And then obviously tune into this one uh, prior to Sunday and prior to Monday. Because uh, this is a get right spot for the boys. Well, for me, Canvas a continuation spot. Is it a look ahead spot? We're going to find out after this week. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Over Six Sports, at Zach Over Six, and at C Charlton Turf. And for the Over Six Sports podcast, I am Zach the Vandenberg, and with me, as always, the Turf King, Cameron Trout. Forgot to say it last episode, so I had to sneak it in there. Happy Thanksgiving to all our American friends again, and thank you for listening to the Over Six Sports podcast, and we will chat with you next week.